want to be human. And social media is interesting because it's less than perfect. Yeah. And the more less than perfect I have become in some of my marketing, the more positive response I get sometimes. And I think to myself, really? That's what you like? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Leads to Growth. I'm your host, Chris McCoy, and we're with the National Association of Sales Professionals. And today we've got Lorraine Ball joining us today, a fellow podcast host. Uh, Lorraine hosts a show called More Than Words, um, and it's a marketing conversation for business owners. And, um, you know, we do have a lot of conversations with marketing uh, on on this show, Lorraine. And I think that it is a very interesting world because I, marketing and business development and sales, they kind of have flowed and fluctuated back and forth for a long time. So um, I appreciate you bringing your expertise to our call today. It is so nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um let me go ahead and close this out. Uh, yeah, no. So having the idea that that really inspired me to invite you on this call was was this concept of user generated content, um, and and it has so many different aspects of conversation involved. But if you look at it from a sales perspective, salespeople all the time are are selling, sending people, "Hey, I am the greatest. We're the greatest. This. We're the this. We're the this." Those things are great, but sharing a quote or a testimony or these these things all we always know sto- uh, facts tell stories sell. Um, so tell me about this concept of user generated content on, on and, and where where you pull your perspective from as well, Lorraine. So I've been uh, I've been a content marketer for mm-hmm. years years, and I started out thinking, well, I needed to be creating all the content. You know, I, I'm I'm writing messages for my customers, and that's what they're paying me for. But what I learned over time was some of the most compelling messaging and some of the most compelling arguments for why you should do business with a particular company doesn't come from the company; it comes from other people. You know, in something as basic as reviews, and that's when people think about USG. That's where they start. But I don't know, 80% of people will check out reviews before making a purchase. And and this crazy thing that they are more likely to believe the word of an absolute stranger over the salesperson sitting in front of them. And so as a salesperson, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, you don't think about it in those terms. Mm -hmm. But as a salesperson, what you need to do is think about Okay, if it's more credible when someone else talks about me, how do I get other people to talk about me? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole idea behind user-generated content, finding creative ways to get customers. And if you're, I'm going to throw this out, if you're a company and you're looking to hire people, it is not your HR manager who needs to be the face of that recruiting effort, but the employees who love what they do and are excited to share with others. I love it. I really do love this. And it's and it's a concept that I think, you know, we, we a lot of people are aware of, but they're more aware of it on a reactive place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we need to generate money. Let's ask for referrals, right? Well, 
Well, that's a short path to getting user-generated shares and referrals and ambassadors, right? It's a very short-sighted path. And the, and the other side is, is with, um, I apologize, just lost the train of my thought, um, but but not only the referrals, but the marketing side. So yeah, just look at that area. Instead of building relationships and getting really pe- serving people, over-serving them so that they're they're satisfied and getting and, and creating creative opportunities for them to share. I really like that aspect. And so what kind of what kind of ideas or or where has this been effective in the marketplace or where have you seen people use this? So one of the things is sometimes you can use that user-generated content to help grow your prospect list. So Mm. for example, now this is more of a retail example. Um, And we've done this with a couple of different businesses slightly different. The first was with an optometrist. He had this idea that he wanted to launch his, the pediatric side of his practice. He wanted to make people aware of this new part of his business. And so what we did is we ran a contest where people had to submit photographs of their children wearing glasses. Mm. So on the one hand, we collected all of this wonderful imagery that we could then use yeah. because that you gave the rights to use that photograph in in marketing, demonstrating his expertise. But then we had all these photos and we gave away a prize. Well, how did you win the prize? You won the prize by voting, getting the most votes. So every kid's got a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, and 25 first cousins, right? And so everybody would vote for their child who's in the contest. The key was you had to give us two pieces of information in order to vote, your email address and your zip code. Now, Mm. in every instance, an email address is critical. Mm -hmm. Zip code, not always. But in this instance, a lot of grandmas don't live in town. Mm -hmm. And while we were great for their votes, we didn't really want to spend a lot of effort continuing to market to them. And so so you're able to weed out those, those right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this kind of thing can work in, you know, you, you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I'm selling a B2B product and there's nothing I can do. We had a heating and air conditioning company and we did the coolest pup contest. You had to send us a picture of your pet. Who doesn't love that? Exactly. Um, it, we did one with um, uh, your your office view. Just a picture from your office, and it it almost doesn't matter what it is. It only matters that people play along. Absolutely. And I think you can use this. Uh, I mean, let's look at this first off and as from a salesperson's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great lead gen opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great way to, one, you know, generate some conversations. And two, if you use a unique enough offering, you can really differentiate the people that more are maybe more aligned with you and your unique selling proposition, or mm-hmm. you know your 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 only statement, or whatever it is that you want to call. You know what makes you special, and 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 that's also a faster way to longer relationships and more more business. And one of the things, especially, I, I absolutely love that because you're you're reaching out and you're connecting with people who get you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But one of the things that I always remind people of is that social media is all about ego. We participate in social media because we want to be noticed. 
We want people to pay attention, to think we're funny, to think we're clever. And so when people like our content, we feel good. And when people ignore us, we don't. And so when you as a salesperson understand that at the end of the day, if you want to endear yourself to a community, step number one, pay attention. Invite them to participate and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. It's a little effort that someone went out of the way and they feel like I did this, you know, and, and I and I'm doing you, I'm supporting you. That's that support. Mm-hmm. And, and and to not acknowledge it. Uh, one is silly because it's it, it's so easy. But two, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to that without that gratitude, you're not going to continue to receive those follow ups like that. And, you know, if you do something and you get a lot of responses, you don't have to say thank you to everybody. Um, this goes back to my um, uh, college psychology course where people where the, I think it was B.F. Skinner did something called intermittent reinforcement. If every time the rat pushed a button and he got a food pellet. The first time he didn't get the food pellet, he stopped. But if you put the rat in the cage and sometimes you gave him a pellet and sometimes you didn't, that rat would pound that button till he felt like he just passed out. And so the same applies to social media. If I see that you acknowledge and engage with other people, I will continue to acknowledge and engage with you, hoping that next time, you'll engage with me. I love that. I love that. And, and it is also too, you know, it's, it's like, like all relationships are like anything that you want of value, you have to invest in it first. Mm -hmm. Um, If you get it the cheap way, it's, it's going to leave the cheap way. (laughs) And so I I love how you talk about really about, you know, adding that contribution, leading with that value. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and when you lead with value, we always say money follows. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you another example of how I've seen sales purple sales people use USG effectively. Sales purple people. Sales purple people (laughs) and the pink ones too. And the pink ones too. There we go. Yeah. I like it. Equal opportunity. Okay. (laughs) So um, one of the things that you can do is you can ask for product suggestions. Mm. And it is an interesting way of polling. But doing it visibly where people can see each other's contributions, um, it serves a couple of things. One, it gives you an opportunity to highlight the features your product already has. Because someone says, well, I really want a red button at the top. Really? Did you notice that we've added the red button or we already have a red button? So you can talk about what you already have. Mm -hmm. You can acknowledge when somebody has a great suggestion and go, oh, my goodness, we're going to talk to engineering or product development about that. And then circle back and say, we're launching a new green button because Mary suggested it. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of engagement, great example is honestly Lay's potato chips. Mm. They run a contest every year asking for suggestions on new flavors. In a million years, um, I'm not sure anybody at Lay's would have ever thought about biscuits and gravy potato chips. But that was their potato chip of the year because somebody came up with it and they went, wow, that we can do that. That's a good idea. That's great. And, and I think 
you know, the the one aspect that you're talking about is, is you're really, it's not a trick to get it out there. It's not a user generated content. Uh, content is not a, 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 an equation or not a system that you put into place. It is engaging. Mm-hmm. It is opening the communication channel and it is, it is, it is being engaged full and, and being entertaining and being um, current and, and, and on point with messaging and like what's their interests at the time, you know, like it's, it's, it's very interesting. You know, you hit on something there where it's it's not a trick. It's it is about authenticity. And it's 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 both ways. It's you being authentic in your ask, but it's also too often, and you know, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. I'm a marketing person. Too often we write marketing copy and advertising from our perspective. And you read it and you know, you know that that's not what a real buyer would say. Yeah. And so when you collect this information, and one of my favorite examples, um, the movie was uh, The Fault of Our Stars. And it's uh, a teen, it's based on a book by uh, somebody green. Um, and it's, yeah. It, Robert it's about Green? A, mm, okay. no, don't uh, I don't, it. I don't remember. John, Jonathan, Jonathan Green. He's okay. uh, and it's, it's a young adult book. And it's about okay. a young girl who is, um, uh, has a, uh, she's, she's dying of cancer, I think. And the promo for that movie, what they did is they asked teenage girls, the audience for the book to take photographs of their rooms, of their desks, of their bulletin boards. And the entire opening sequence for the trailer is nothing but a pan across these images that they have collected and you're watching this and you know as a former teenage girl i'm looking at it going yeah yeah they nailed it that's that's the world there is no way that a 35 year old male hollywood executive would ever be able to visualize that he just it's not his world yeah and so the fact that he was smart enough to go i don't know what it is but i know they do. do Yeah. And, and, and I think in every industry, when you turn it around and stop talking and start listening, what you get back is so incredible. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and your, and authenticity is so important. You know, like you, you mentioned, you know, all of these campaigns that you've mentioned are, are something that, almost asking something someone to do something that they would love to do anyways mm-hmm. who would what what grandma or grandpa would not love to go on to the book and and vote for for one of their grandkids doing anything mm-hmm. right that, that that they live for that <laughs> what and what parent would not want to send a picture of their cute little kid with glasses because mm-hmm. the glasses uh, this is it's a it's it's a interesting aspect and time for a child wearing those glasses so it mm-hmm. is a it's a playful fun look and 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 what better way to give them significance because kids don't always feel confident with those glasses mm-hmm. on but to share them and to get votes for them and to, mm-hmm. oh everyone loves you in your glasses so it it the connection and the creativity are so important because they have to work with our human basic needs mm-hmm. and, and I think that's a really really important part about this but also to create it, you have to be aligned and work with the needs. Why? Because it works with the needs of the others who are going to eventually buy because of this type of content. Absolutely. You know, when 
when I first started my agency, and we we first kind of got on Facebook, and we weren't really quite sure what we were doing because sure. let's face it, nobody knew back then. Mm-mm. But we started posting photographs of our office adventures. And one of them was we went to this restaurant where if you eat this giant hamburger, you get your photograph on the wall. You, you know, one of those places. I just oh. watched the uh, the great outdoors with John Candy and he has the, the old 96er <laughs> and he gets to wear bring out a t-shirt and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was that kind of place. And one of the guys on my team was like, well, well I'm going to do that. And we're like, you're going to be sick for a week. You're totally going to be sick for a week. But we took, we took photographs as we were leaving. We put a note on Facebook. This is where we're going to be. We did it. He ate it. We came back. We got a client because the first thing she did was when we came back, before we came back, we, we logged back onto Facebook and it was like, so did Jay finish the hamburger? And, you know, we responded and she became a client because that humanized us and that mm. willingness to engage and interact took us from this perspective of being a company to being a group of people. And that really, um, I would say, focused our our approach to marketing, not just for us, but for all of our clients. The, The idea that you want to be human and social media is interesting because it's less than perfect. Yeah. And the more less than perfect I have become in some of my marketing, the more positive response I get sometimes. And I think to myself, really? That's what you like? <laughs> and then this is a great thing that marketers do. Marketers create, 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 create. Some work, some don't, some do, some don't. And you just learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a this is life in general, and this is sales. You don't have to go follow the status quo. You don't have to do the script or the old way of things. Try something new. Don't be afraid because if you continue to try something new, as long as you learn, mm-hmm. as long as you learn and improve, you that's the gold. You don't learn and improve when you read that script over and over and over again. It doesn't change. No. And I, I, and if I if I get another email that says uh, 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 hope this finds you well, I'll I'll, I'll lose it. <laughs> oh, you know, I just finished recording a podcast based on an experience I had while we were traveling. Mm-hmm. We got lost. Oh. We 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 made a we made a wrong turn and wrong turn we, in Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it was Venice, but not Albuquerque. Venice. All right, Venice, here we yeah, go. Okay. A little but, better. And, well, and it's easy to do in Venice because everything is a wrong turn, but we made the wrong turn. And then instead of trying to find our way back, we said, you know what? We're here. And we found a wonderful art exhibit that wasn't on any travel website and a great little restaurant. And what that reinforced for me is that sometimes it's okay to get lost. It's okay to take everything you've been doing and completely throw it out the window and just wander off in in a totally different direction and see what you find. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And along the way, have those conversations and request a lot of input, whether it's testimonials or suggestions or, you know, getting on LinkedIn and going, okay, I'm really stumped. This is where I am. What do you think? Mm. And let the community, yeah, send you back some contact. I agree. I agree, and I love that just that concept. You know, oftentimes as salespeople, you know, we change reactively. 
We mm-hmm. change in, in an externally motivated place, right? Oh, first said no, no again, it's so mean. All right, and we just become. I don't want the pain anymore. So we just like mm-hmm. we start to do things reactively as opposed to proactively. Mm-hmm. You know, internally motivated from that place of confidence and curiosity. When when it's the other way around, you're just seeking to ease the pain. It's pain mm-hmm. relief at that point. And so the other way, if you're doing it proactive, it's 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 much. If I get bumped on a basketball court and I'm playing basketball, I get knocked to the ground. I get up pretty quick, right? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just standing there on the side of the road and someone just comes and checks me and knocks me to the ground, I'm not ready for it. I wasn't planning for it. It's not the right environment for that. Mm-hmm. So create it's a place for you can practice. And if you're mm-hmm. if you're practicing out there in sales and in marketing, you're just going to get better. This is just mm-hmm. all that can happen. Absolutely. No, please, please. Well, I was going to say, you know, a lot of people go into social media a little bit concerned, well, but what if I make a mistake? Yes, yes. And and the thing that I have learned over the years is that in a way, social media is a little bit like a sandcastle on the beach. It's beautiful today and it's washed away tomorrow. Mm. And so that disposable nature lets you do exactly, Chris, what mm. you're talking about, which is to um, t- try. Discover yourself. Discover find, yourself. F- find yourself. Find your message. Find your audience. Like be, I, I really love that. Mm-hmm. And ask for feedback. Ask for feedback. I, you know, okay, guys, I just tried this new, uh, I'm trying a new uh, webinar distribution platform. Here's a link to the class. Do me a favor. Watch a part of it. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. Just log in for a little bit and give me a little feedback. Do you like it? Don't like it? How's the sound quality? Whatever. And again, when you ask people's opinion and they participate and you acknowledge, other people will participate too. I completely agree. It, it, it's it's it comes becomes contagious. People, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they want to join in that. And and when somebody's passionate, like you said, that that. That passion is authentic when it is a mm-hmm. third party, when it is an actual consumer. Like it's it's crazy, like how much I'll go if a person shares something on their own, not being paid, not being sponsored. Mm-hmm. Lavender, Lavender is a great company. Lavender AI is a cold email writing assistant. Love these guys. Uh, Will Will Allred and Will Balance. They're just rocking this company, and. Um, they don't pay any influencers. Every single day, people are talking about how great their product is, how great their mm-hmm. service is, because these guys lead with value. Mm-hmm. They, they'll do coaching calls with people all day long. They are on social media, adding and contributing, sharing their lessons with people without asking for a single thing in return. And mm-hmm. when you do that, people appreciate it. They find the value and, and they were willing to go out there. And, and I think so you said it earlier, you can't fake the authenticity, y'all. Mm-mm. No. You can't. And if you do, you're going to lose a whole big client base and market share. Um, and, and you can burn yourself. You know, we've talked a lot about this. Uh, well, Laura, I love this conversation. Uh, where can people follow you and, and, and learn more about what you're doing and what you're talking about? So you can certainly look for my podcast, More Than a Few Words, and uh, more than a few words.com or on iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Probably the place I hang out the most is LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. hop over, say hello, look for Lorraine Ball. You'll find me. And you can tell it's me because it says host of more than a few words. And y'all, listen, this this is the most amazing. Like, 
if you ever want to meet somebody, follow their feed, see what they're doing. Listen for a minute. You don't have to listen to a whole podcast. You could jump on there, listen to a segment of it and say, hey, you know, I really love this concept. You'd be amazed how many emails I open up or direct messages I respond to because somebody listened to the podcast and they mentioned something that I said. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a very beautiful way to endearingly connect with somebody. And I was going to say it's it's very genuine, and even if you're doing it in a more a little bit more of a rehearsed way, when the person gets it and you've acknowledged a specific something, again, it goes back to social media is about ego. Great reminder, yeah. If that you're very right, it's it's a very it's all significance driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and reminder of that, we always say, when, when in doubt, yellow out, we have a this yellow is always craving significance. So uh, w- when you're reaching out to people, start with significance, lead with that, that will get you um, some acknowledgement and open ears right away. Great reminder, Lorraine. Thank you so much. I love how these principles apply to everything we do and, mm-hmm. and everything that we talk about on a regular basis. And I really love the I really love just the constant reminder that comes back to authenticity and intent, Um, you know, align with those things. And and you can be that way if you, if you stay internally motivated, if you need some support doing that, we've got some great programs over here we can help you with. Um, And if you want to talk about marketing and strategies of lead generation or business development or anything like that, reach out to Lorraine. I'm sure she'd love to have a conversation. You were fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was great. Bring back more Venice stories. We like that. <laughs> Lost in Venice, Lorraine. Lost in Venice. It sounds like your next podcast. Lost in Venice with Lorraine Ball. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're leads to growth. Make sure you put all the stars down there. Like, comment, and share. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, y'all.